The world around us is changing faster than ever before. before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome, Welcome. to Data Welcome. Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Data Gurus. This is Seema Vasu, your host. Today, I'm joined by Mike Page, who's the co-founder and chief executive of Phoebe. Welcome, Mike. Thanks. Nice to be with you. Thank you. So, Mike, you founded Phoebe a couple of years ago, right? Tell us a little bit about the company and kind of your founding story, if you will. Sure. Yeah. No, well, as, as you say, Phoebe, that's Phoebe, P-H-E-B-I, as opposed to Phoebe, the girl's name. We've been around, yeah, just a little over a year now, focused on the insight industry and a little before that with some other interesting things that we were skunk working on before that. Yeah. And our journey really, you know, has been around the explosion in voice and, and voice tech. We recognized, we saw with the growth of Alexa, you know, and Google Home and Siri, et cetera, that the whole, you know, landscape of how people interact with technology was shifting to voice. I mean, you could say back to voice, right? Because that's, that's kind of where a lot of it was before. And this created a really great opportunity for insight specialists and for researchers, because if people talk in a more natural way than they type, so you tend to get longer, richer answers. And then that audio itself you can really use to listen to how people are speaking, which is approximately 30% of how we communicate with our voices, how we say things, you know, not just what we say. So between the sort of confluence of all of these effects, there was a great opportunity to give a better experience to respondents whilst simultaneously creating a richer source of insight for the researcher. So this just seemed like a great, you know, set of forces that we, you know, that we wanted to be a part of. So yeah, so we started, did some initial webinars with some, you know, some friendly companies like Askia, you know, and they were very well received. A few people showed interest, uh, particularly a company called Day One Strategy in London. They said, hey, we want to try this out. They presented at a healthcare research conference and that was it. We were, you know, we were off. That's a great story. And I'm sure you've had pivots along the way, but it's, uh, you know, to be here, Surviving the pandemic and business doing well. That's a great story. Thanks. Yeah. You know, well, I think it was a, a little surreal. We, uh, yeah, we went to the IIX conference in January where we won the innovation award, you know, which is pretty prestigious for a, yeah, for a small company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're sort of celebrating our win. And then, yeah, the world sort of completely shut down. And since then, it's been an element of, uh, you know, I like to say it's like driving in fog you're moving, but you don't know whether you're moving fast or moving slow or, you know, because you've got nothing to... There's no context. Yeah, no context to relate it to. But, the you know, the good news, uh, you know, if 2020 and good news can be put together, you know, is that we've continued to grow. There's the message has resonated, you know, the ability to capture, you know, non-conscious metrics to use alongside things like text analytics from an audio source that's easy to collect in a self-serve manner is has definitely taken off. So we grow in healthcare and 
Now we see the shoots of, you know, other parts of the insight industry, customer experience, innovation, et cetera, you know, coming back as well. So it's an exciting time for us. Let's talk about non-conscience measurement. That seems to be coming up a lot in the industry, and it seems to resonate in terms of its application and value. Can you share some insight that provides a deeper understanding of, you know, the difference between a stated response, you know, that's conscious, they have to think about the words, versus non-conscious measurement? Sure. Yeah. And there's actually a number of our clients, a number of our clients, including Day One and another company called Blueprint and a rare patient voice have done sort of papers on this. The way it works is it's very useful. It's very complementary. So, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, we did a project into telehealth, you know, which is very sort of, I mean, it's been, people have been sort of forced to move to during the- It exploded, right. Yeah, uh, during the pandemic. And we were looking at people's attitudes towards that. And some of the comments which were being collected by Phoebe, so the Phoebe plugin was on the survey. So people were answering these surveys- you know, on a traditional platform, but using their voice. So we would ask them the questions. It was things like, you know, what is your overall opinion of telehealth? And so one of the gentlemen who trying to say, you know, I think telehealth is completely the future. I think it's going to be the way everything will be in the future. And in terms of all the text analytics and sentiment and NLP work that we're doing, you know, this one's off the chart positive. But our metrics were, you know, were bringing him out as anxious. So I thought that's interesting. You immediately have a potential to spot things that you couldn't spot before, which is the difference between, you know, the nuance, right? Anxious is a negative emotion, but, you know, I really like it is a positive sentiment in the expression. So looking at those gaps, we went back to the audio and we played it back. And it was very clear that this gentleman was very anxious about moving to telehealth, even though, you know, he probably thought that that was the future. So the ability to do that kind of thing at scale, you know, is a lot of what we do. And as we've sort of validated through, so we have our sort of emotional resonance score, one of the things that we provide for comparing things. And we do this, you know, in innovation for, you know, everything from pizza chip packets to whatever, you know, to whatever it may be, is that when you put a non-conscious measurement of a basket of people talking about something versus another, it's very good at predicting which ones people are most passionate about or connected to or whatever your measure is. And particularly to a positive or negative extent. And this can be really useful when you're looking at things where people are always using the same word, right? Crunchy. You know, if you're talking about chips, everyone's saying crunchy, right? You know, but how they say crunchy, you know, can become, so it can really help you get one, get to insights quicker and more effectively because you don't have to divide them all up into words or add that resonance that comes with audio. So, so the ERS, I think, is the emotional resonance score, I think is a very key part of how people use it. Um, And we also see, we have some clients using Phoebe in a live setting. So literally while, while an interview is being conducted, a moderator is able to, you know, look at the Phoebe trace, the emotional trace, you know, can see differences and follow up on the basis of that. So, you know, anecdote would be one saying a physician who didn't seem very worried about, you know, a certain condition. And when sort of quizzed about it, said, well, I don't treat anyone with that condition. Yeah. You know, so there's lots of ways in which non-conscious can either give you the answer or help you, you know, get the answer in a difficult, in a sort of where you've got lots of things that are fairly similar. It can push things one way or the other. People tend to be less neutral when they speak. You know, people edit their text. You know, they can come across as quite neutral in the text. This generally pushes them, you know, more one way positive or negative. 
which can be very useful for research when everything's kind of stuck in the middle. That's actually a really good point. I mean, it's so basic, but you're right. People can edit their text. They can edit their open-end response. And here you're capturing their first thoughts or their first sentiments related to the question. Yes, it's a very a sort of system one response, which is, you know, is, is, is great in innovation. But in customer experience, you know, how do you feel of coming back to the office, right? You know, these sorts of questions that, you know, are going to be very much part of the future. Well, I'm, you know, I'm happy about this or I'm worried about sharing an elevator or right. all of these things are, you know, are great. And because we capture that, kind of transcribe that, then you get, you know, what we kind of call a 3D transcription, right? You can look at any piece of text, kind of highlight it, get the emotional resonance for that sentence, right? I don't like to ride the elevator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very anxious about that, right? So, you know, these types of things that you can do with non-conscious when it's combined into this sort of 3D transcription just opens a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And the fact, as we live in a world where, you know, physicians can't see their patients and, you know, reps can't see the physicians or customers are separated from their suppliers, you know, these are very important cues to really understand how people truly feel about stuff as people spend more time apart, right? And they're yeah, so it's, I think it's, a, it's very much of its time, I would say. I mean, even given qualitative, you know, because you can't, traditionally you would even look at body language and you can't do that now. So this adds another layer that people don't have access to today in terms of being able to understand what the consumer is really saying or a client is really saying. Talk to me about the persona, the person who actually buys your services. Is it something that you're saying, listen, you should try it? Or have they already arrived to the decision that they need to use your type of service? Yeah, I think that's right. Some it's working both ways more, you know, more than that. As we get more established, you know, obviously, you know, we work now with a number of agencies. They work with probably the same you know, big brands. So the brands are getting exposed to it via, via multiple agencies. So then they're asking for it, you know, and then it's become a cycle like that. I think, you know, initially it was sort of the sort of leading edge researchers, uh, people like Abigail Stewart or, you know, Mike Pepper Blueprint, you know, really wanted to, uh, you know, try something new. And as that work has sort of gone on, you know, we've obviously worked with them to add the tools and technique, and that's where things like the ERS scorecard come from and the some of the highlighter tools and things like that, we've, we've just got better and better and better and quicker and quicker of, you know, delivering self-serve tools that will help people extract the insights from voice and give them the tools to capture voice as well, you know, because we provide the plugin to do the, to do the survey. So it's kind of gone from, you know, the leading edge researchers to sort of mainstream researchers and now, yeah, more, you know, even in the self-serve sense, right. You know, oh, Teams are in flux, but you still have to get your research in field. Partnership with Paradigm Sample means you get our expert focus on every detail of your project. We have access to over 1 million consumers and many business professionals who are eager to voice their opinions and participate in traditional and non-traditional online studies, whether it comes to sampling programming and hosting services or consultation we are agile and quick to meet your needs visit paradigmsample.com today i think as you know innovation in our industry is definitely exciting and it's great to see clients adopt it because sometimes we tend to be a little bit slower on that adoption cycle for innovation so it's good to hear that people are embracing it yeah, and I think that that might be where the 2020 story is probably that we were going faster than we would have been, you know, 
I think it, there's a necessity is the mother of invention. And I think, you know, really allowed us to, to establish this technology much faster, you know, grow it much faster. Because also the purchasing side is a sort of change, you know, like if you're working with a big brand, won't name one, but in the part, you know, you'd be expected to, you know, gang together, fly up there, make your presentations in the hotel, go out to dinner, get called back, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And now, you know, we've got big brand. We've never met anyone there. You know, we just, everything is done, done virtually. So the whole adoption process, you know, has been accelerated. It's and I think, faster. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. People are more inclined to try something out, you know, and if they like it, adopt it more quickly, which is what people are doing with us. Or even if they don't like it, they move on, try something else, you know, and you can do that probably for less than the cost of the sort of trips that people used to take. Yeah, time. Yeah, it would take to do it. And time, right? Yeah. Had to be somewhere. Yeah. Okay, that's a silver lining of 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you can share this, but it'd be really interesting to hear from you what study or what project you worked on where you were completely surprised by the results in terms of the non-conscious results measurement. Uh, yeah, well, that's a good one. Well, there was one I know that I think the one that we did uh, with Blueprint where they were looking at people's sort of attitudes to, you know, being stuck in lockdown and getting a bit overweight or whatever, you know, what they could do. And people were saying, you know, well, like, you know, all these family commitments, these other things, so I can't exercise, you know, there are, and again, to the point earlier, right, lots of reasons. You say, okay, all right, well, we have to tackle these reasons. But the emotional resonance was, was clearly showing that basically they were happy they had an excuse. Right. <laughs> So it was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. That was a bit of a surprise, you know, because that was the, the biggest gap between, you know, what people were saying and how they were saying it. But I think I think it's a good example where, yeah, people don't always, you know, they don't always say what they mean. And hearing how they say it, you know, can really be interesting in that space. We're actually doing a project fairly soon with some of our partners where we're going to be looking at reactions to, I think it's going to be Joe Biden's first speech to... Uh, a joint session of Congress. So we'll be looking at how Joe Biden's speaking. The researchers will be looking at people responding to that speech with kind of biometric sensors on them. And then we're going to use Phoebe on follow-up interviews afterwards. So I think that's going to be quite an exciting. That's going to be great. That's very exciting. Yeah, very interesting too, yeah. We're going through the process of getting a, you know, sort of, yeah, we're going through previous Biden speeches to kind of get a baseline for him to, to compare against. Quite an exciting project. Yes, it is. Congratulations for getting it. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about how it works. I'm a client, let's say I'm a brand organization. How do I leverage Phoebe in my research portfolio? Yeah, I mean, typically in certainly the way it's working at the moment, you can either work directly with us or your, or your agency partners. You know, the simplest way is if you have audio, you come to Phoebe, you know, you do a deal with us, you get access to the Phoebe system, the Phoebe portal, then with the Phoebe portal, you can upload any audio into it. So in-depth interviews, you know, all the things that we were talking about, any interviews or whatever that have been recorded. We split speakers out and things like that. So it all gets organized. And then you can do that. Do I say create groups, subgroups, run the emotional scores, look at the emotional scores in individual sections, clip things out to make reports, play back the actual response, you know, with the seeing the rise and fall of the different measured emotions in real time. Lots of very, very cool stuff to help you tell the story of the audio in the data. And we also provide this plugin, the Phoebe plugin, which works with all, all the main survey platforms. So you don't have to change anything about your existing 
you know, whether you work with ASCIA, Confirm It, you know, Decipher, Qualtrics, we work with all of them. And the script writer simply puts it on and sets some configuration settings. And then, the, you know, the audio comes directly into the portal and then you can do the things that I described, right? How do you feel about going back to the office? You get a bunch of people talking about that and you get an emotional resonance score. You get a, a changing score. You know, people are slightly less anxious this week than they were last week or they're slightly more anxious. So all of those things sort of come out of those two capabilities, the plug-in, which goes on the survey, allows you to collect it and you know, manages a bunch of the technical aspects of it. And then, or just, you know, take a hose pipe of, uh, of audio that you have, and we can help you anal- analyze that as well. So you can do this on an ad hoc basis, or is it something that you have to subscribe to the platform for a certain period of time? You know, principal metric, you know, is the amount of audio. So we, we don't try to throttle the you know, access to the tools or anything like that. You can either buy on a project basis from us if you just want to try it. So you can put it on a project or, you know, what most of us do, we have a credit system. So you, you would effectively buy, you know, 100 hours, let's say, or 50 hours, you know, and then you do some of that would come in through the plugin, you know, and some would come in from in-depth interviews. And, you know, when you run out, you buy more, the more you buy, the less you pay. That's the, you know, those are our two main purchase models. Mike, so what are plans for Phoebe as you see, as you look towards the future in terms of your product roadmap? Yeah, I mean, we're very excited about bringing to the mainstream market the live piece that, you know, we've been doing with, you know, our charter clients. So early stage, now moving into main stage. So I think that's going to be huge. That's going to be a big success because real time could be real time in the sense of the example I gave of following up from a moderator, but also it can be brought into the platform and that can allow for a kind of, yeah, because there's a lot of talk also in the industry about bots, et cetera. You know, retail, well, I imagine a, you know, a more empathetic bot, right, that can be, you know, that can be, you know, using, you know, these Phoebe scores that generate in real time. It can nuance how, you know, how it follows up or whatever. So I think that, you know, we I see a lot of potential for that. And we definitely, you know, and the great thing is, this is, you know, with our partner model, you know, we would work with, you know, whatever the platforms are in that space you know, rather than developing our own, you know, we can provide this kind of capability to it. So I think that's very exciting, you know, bringing more areas in as well. You know, we're obviously at healthcare, you know, now we have innovation and customer experience, you know, there, you know, there are more sectors, you know, more verticals to go into. So I think we see that our, you know, the, the insight industry is a great way to grow and validate and really understand these emotions and how they work, you know, in an analytic sense. But that, you know, all that expertise can then be kind of bundled up and brought to, you know, finance interactions or potentially call center or, you know, other areas as well. So we see, you know, yeah, we see a lot of potential for growth within and without. Do you see, I, it's interesting because I've been trying to get in touch with, I won't name the company, but, you know, a lot of these larger companies where you want to actually talk to a person and there's just no ability to, like they plain right they just say no phone support do you think that those companies are missing out by not capturing some sort of voice information or voice data to really understand what consumers are feeling yes i think so yeah and i think the fact that it you know it can be detected and measured even you know you talk about other use cases you know we know you know from work that we've done earlier about you know people like ordering through systems like this but if they're getting frustrated and you want them to be picked up by a human being well, we can actually detect that they're getting frustrated maybe earlier in the process and, you know, maybe save a sale, right, or an interaction or, you know, make it easy for the, you know, the drive-through guy to do the right thing. 
Um, you know, there's lots of applications in that, you know, in that area. And people's expectations are just getting higher and higher and higher for what they, you know, what they expect to be able to do because they ask Alexa to do it every day, you know. Right. Well, it's to the point where consumer gets so frustrated, they don't get a response or they speak to a chat bot. Mm. And then it seems like the immediate response, depending on how angry they are, they go to social media to post. And by then it's too late because now the company is responding to potentially a negative comment where, you know, there's probably for every one customer, there's probably thousands that feel the same way. Yeah. And if you can short circuit that, you know, for 20% of those, those they could the difference could be enormous. And I think that speaks to also just having empathy, right? And the whole journey and understanding how people truly feel. Yeah, I think empathy very much is at the heart of it, isn't it? People want to show empathy, you know, and in a world that's increasingly digital, how do you, you know, how do you do that in a consistent and measurable way? Right. You know, is, yeah, that's the key, isn't it? To allow you to do this, what used to be done a certain way to be done at scale, you know, is the, yeah, I think that's the key that sort of unlocks the next sort of digital, next stage of digital. Yep. And it's definitely the word that's been currently used and the sentiment, I think, that many companies are trying to have towards its customers, employees, shareholders across the whole ecosystem, uh, given everybody's experiences over the last 12 months. Absolutely. I wanted to ask, where does the name Phoebe come from for the company? Okay, so... yeah. <laughs> I found a story that said that Phoebe brought the voice of the gods to the oracle at Delphi. Okay. And I thought, and it's that and a pun on BI, Phoebe Intelligence. But the problem is I can't find the article about the bird piece yet. So someone, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I dreamt it. Anyway, who knows? But uh, we like it anyway. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. It sounds like a person too. Yeah. It, it seems personal. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think we, yeah, we, yeah, we like it. So hopefully others will too. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. If people want to learn more about Phoebe and its products and services, where should they go? Yeah, sure. Well, you can find us on the web at www.phoebe, that's P-H-E-B-I dot A-I, so Phoebe dot A-I. We're also on LinkedIn. Phoebe is on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter as well. And you can always write to me directly. I'm Mike at Phoebe dot A-I. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear feedback from anyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.